Welcome to Engage, a series for women in agribusiness. This update is made possible by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Dow AgriSciences, Thunder Seed, Black Gold Farms, North Dakota Soybean Council, Peterson Farms Seed, and the North Dakota Grain Growers Association. Now, here's our host, Kara Hart. Today on Engage, we're visiting with the Vice President of Public Policy and Chief Sustainability Officer at DuPont, Krista Harden. Krista, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much. I'm excited to to be talking with you. Today, I wanted to tap into your expertise uh, in leading folks at DuPont. But first, tell us a little bit about how you became involved in the agriculture industry. Well, I'm lucky like a lot of us. I was born into it. Um, My parents farm in southwest Georgia. They are from farm families themselves. So I really have not known anything different um, than being just very fortunate, frankly, to grow up on a a dirt road um, in a small town in rural Georgia and learn about the you know the strong values of agriculture, that work ethic um, my family instilled in me. Just very lucky to um, really be born into um, learning and knowing about agriculture. Let's transition in a little bit um, with your current role at DuPont. Uh, what are some of the challenges and opportunities that you have in what you do each day? Well, you know, it's great. I, I do feel very fortunate. I have been in Washington, D.C., working in public policy around agriculture issues really since I left the University of Georgia way back in the day, um, many decades ago, and came here to work on policy issues. I'm very fortunate to have worked um, on the House Agriculture Committee, worked with commodity groups, with conservation groups, and and um, and also at USDA. So I kind of have this, this reservoir, I feel like, of just good experience, great network of folks that really has helped me take all that and put it into a job with DuPont. I've only been here about a year and a half, so I'm very excited about really what's ahead, about the future of what I might do um, in this new role. And challenges, I suppose, in your current role? <laughs> well, it's funny. There are always challenges, right? Um, but that's what kind of keeps us on our toes. That keeps us looking for those opportunities and how to work through them. Um, we're going through a merger. We just merged with another um, very strong agriculture company um, and starting up a new ag division within that new company that will be its own company in a couple of years. So there's a lot of challenges, a lot of growing pains, a lot of opportunities, though, to really uh, make, um, you know, something different, something new in agriculture. So it's been very exciting for me. Also, just making that adjustment from working um, in the public sector to the private sector. So that has been a challenge as well, just to change my mindset a little bit. But, you know, there's there's more um, in common probably than differences Um, But I really um, look forward to kind of what's ahead and the vision for what's happening in agriculture right now. How do you adjust to a change in an agribusiness setting and maybe how you encourage others to follow that that change and transition? Well, you know, for me, first of all, I just stay true to myself. Um, I think I'm the same person no matter who I'm working for. Um, I know what's important. I have the core values of what matters to me that really has been instilled from my family um, since I was a small girl. So I stay true to me. 
And um, I know my ethics. I know the things that matter to me. I know the things I want to accomplish no matter where I'm working. And I've just been very fortunate, frankly, no matter in public sector or private, to be surrounded by smart, good, talented, passionate people who care about agriculture, who care about keeping farmers on the farm and ranchers on the ranch. And so for me, that transition has been, you know, sometimes a little geography. I'm in a different, you know, desk um, working with a different team, but around people who really do care about agriculture. And the, the transition's a little bit easier, I think, when you go in um, to a career and a field really driven by that commitment, um, by wanting to give back, by wanting to help others, by caring about the same things, no matter what your title is, no matter where your desk may be, that you still have those, those core issues. So I'm lucky, frankly, and I know that, um, that the transition could have been a lot tougher. I'm lucky that I landed in a place where um, my team cares about me. They care about the same things that that matter to me in agriculture. So while it is different, and I, I will acknowledge that, um, I'm building on what I learned um, in my past experiences and just trying to go to the next level. You you mentioned that you're lucky here and lucky there. I think in, in news, something we say is you make your own luck. Is there a, a certain saying that you always live by, or is there something you always kind of keep in the back of your mind each day? A saying like that? Well, there are, yeah, there are a couple of things. One is when my mama taught me a long time ago was bloom where you're planted. Um, so I try to make the most of where I am. I want to make a difference. Um, I want to be able to be um, you know, true to myself, as I mentioned earlier, honor those things that matter to me, um, and not be um, you know, chasing the next shiny object, really staying focused, on target, on message, thinking about what I want to accomplish, and really focusing on where I am and looking at the opportunities, trying to find the good, um, not getting caught up in the bad, looking at instead of the hurdles and the challenges um, paralyzing me or making me not know how to make a decision, I use that just the opposite. I try to turn that in. Um, to a way to to make a difference. And that's been very important to me to make a difference in agriculture. Well, before joining DuPont, you also served as the Deputy Ag Secretary at the USDA. In many engaged discussions, there have been others who have credited your work while you've been at the USDA, more or less about paving the way for women in agriculture and agribusiness. Could you explain a little bit more about your work and maybe what sparked your interest in focusing on um, agribusiness women. I'll be honest with you. I think I've been thinking about women's role in agriculture most of my life, and I give my parents a lot of credit for um, always making sure I knew how valuable it was um, to be involved in agriculture, to use my talents and my skills and my interests um, to help agriculture. And as a female, um, that's a little bit different sometimes. I learned about agriculture from my parents. My daddy taught me about the business side of our family farm because I was the oldest child, and he wanted me to understand the business. Um, my mother had that passion um, for the land and for the conservation and the stewardship, and that combination made me really see our family business um, in, in, in a very wonderful light, frankly, and laid the foundation, I believe, for, for my passion. Um, and I've also, you know, just recognized that the role of women, why it's, it's nothing new, Frankly, women have been involved in agriculture forever, would be my guess, and certainly my mother has been involved in it and my other relatives. 
I just noticed from time to time it wasn't always valued, and I didn't hear women's voices always in the boardroom and the decision table. Um, it for especially when I was a young woman here in Washington and working in agriculture, didn't have a lot of role models, frankly. So I started seeing that um, women's roles were there. They were maybe just not appreciated and valued as they should be. And I wanted to encourage women who cared about agriculture, just like I do, have that passion, have that commitment, to know that somebody's watching them, they're helping them, they're role models out there who really do believe that their contributions make a difference and we want more of their voices, not lesser. And I've just been really fortunate to um, have been able to work with some of the strongest leaders, both men and women, frankly, who do value women. And I want to make sure that they know that somebody's got their back, um, that I'm a person that will use whatever role I'm in, whether it's in the public sector or the private, to help them, to give them a leg up. I hire women, I promote women, I encourage women. We need their voices. They relate well to consumers. We're still, at least in our country and in most developing countries, women still buy most of the food. They're making those decisions for their families, and they relate to other women. They know that women are making decisions for their very own family, whether they live on a farm or in a large city. There's just something in common there. Um, and I also think women are great decision makers. I think they're smart. They know how to multitask. Um, and I, so I, I think it's having more of um, their contributions being recognized and appreciated is something that will make our industry even stronger. And I want to advocate for that. I want to fight for that. And I want, you know, young women, a young woman deciding, should I go study agriculture? Should I get a job in agriculture? I want them to know, yes, I should. And there are people there who will help me do that. Krista, is there one particular project uh, you worked on you, while you were at uh, USDA that you're particularly proud of that had to deal with agribusiness women or women in agriculture? Well, you know, we a couple of things that happened. I had some great staff, and some of them have been on your program, like Tina May. The list goes on and on of women who worked with me who helped form a mentoring network. Um, so women would have mentors. They'd have someone who was going through the same questions on life balance or how to you know, make sure they you know, participate in a commodity organization or run for office or um, you know, get involved in their local community talking about agriculture or one of the uh, associations. So we, had, we formed this mentoring network that really gave women the ability to connect with women having the same issues, some of the same opportunities, um, same challenges, if you will. And I, I'm really proud that we actually brought women together you know, to have this group to say, hey, you're not alone. Look at this list. Find someone maybe in a neighboring county or even another state or across the country or in some cases across the world who may be facing some of the same issues. You just need somebody to talk to about it. You know, women like to talk to each other. We're networkers. I think by nature we go to each other for advice. We talk to each other about problems. And so no different in your career. So I think the mentoring network would probably be one of the things I was most proud of that we did for women. Also just elevating this cause, elevating this discussion. We had a roundtable at the White House at the highest levels to talk about women's role in agriculture. So there were a number of things over my time at USDA that I was very proud of. And even, you know, proud that I can still continue to do that work even after I've left um, the, the public sector. 
this year they were including, or in the most recent census, they're going to include women in the ag census. Yeah. I think that may have been your baby as well. It certainly was. You know, some women actually called me out at a conference. I was speaking at a conference and this young woman that I know stood up and said, you know, hey, USDA is part of the problem. I felt like it was just a personal affront. It's like a slap in my face. I'm like, how? We're trying so hard not to be. And she brought to my attention that the way the census had been used, the ag census, for decades had been there was one principal owner and operator. There could be other family members, but there was just one. There was no ability to say this is a family business where a couple were equal partners. It just didn't ask the questions that way. It didn't ask the questions on the contributions of other family members, including a spouse. And also, you know, often it was it was a detriment to women and is serving as a spouse or sisters or brother and sister who may own on an operation and be truly equal in every way in the financial responsibilities, but USDA did not count them equally, and we saw that as a shame and something that we had to change. It's hard to make change um, in the government. I realize that for certain, and we really had to work at it. We really had to get folks to say, we've got to, to do some benchmarking. We have to make these changes, so we're reflecting what's happening in the in the in the land today, on the land today, we have to be very clear that there are equal partners. In most businesses, whether you're in a law firm or a medical practice or a small business, you can have equal partners, and they're counted equally. You couldn't do that in agriculture, and that was a shame. And um, I'm very pleased to say, and I appreciate someone making note of that, um, that we are able to make that shift and change while I was at USDA. So clearly what's happening in this business, if there's a you know, two um, members um, who are are equal partners, they were recognized as that instead of one beyond the other. So um, thank you for mentioning that. I'm very proud of that as well. What advice do you have for um, those interested in working in the agriculture industry and maybe leading organizations or leading others? Go do it. Do it. Um, I just would say don't hesitate. Follow your heart. Follow your passion. The timing is perfect. Um, I believe, for um, more women to step up, um, for their voice to be heard, uh, for them to take leadership positions, and it can be in commodity and ag organizations. It can be running for office. Um, It can be at every level. I just believe that um, women's contributions are being not only recognized and appreciated but valued. We are seeing that their voices are critical in this conversation. We need more people involved in agriculture in general. We know the average age of the, of the American farmer. We know that um, that number gets higher every year. We need more people coming into agriculture. We need more voices, more passion, more commitment, more folks actively engaged in this industry, and that includes women. It includes all types of diversity, frankly. Um, but clearly for women, um, I would say, you know, go go do it, um, and we'll have your back. This special series is produced by the Red River Farm Network. Thanks to these supporters, the North Dakota Grain Growers Association, Thunder Seed, Black Gold Farms, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Dow AgriSciences, North Dakota Soybean Council, and Peterson Farms Seed.